the Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who's green. Welcome, Jacob. Or Envy? How about that? <laughs> no, not Envy. Uh, green with desire? I don't know. How desirous are you? Does Ashley need to be worried? <laughs> <laughs> Scary! <laughs> All right. Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who needs to summon his green Lego dragon, and let's ride. What I would like to know, this is not, this is, this is obviously not in my likes or dislikes. Where did he keep getting those missiles? Yes, I would agree. I'm very curious about that. Well, it is a Lego movie, and they do I, have I his, know, yeah. I know, but... All the Lego movies at least had some logic and that yeah. sort of thing, but any. Right. Uh, my brain just farted. How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, it's hot. If, if, if you live in Texas or anywhere where it's you know nice and sweltering, yeah, it's nice and balmy in the great state of Texas right now. Yeah. Uh, other than that, work's been pretty good. Uh I went, uh, me and my girlfriend went to a small town here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you say it's a small town. It's about the size of the town we're in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Mount Pleasant, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we just had a great time. We went to went to, went to an air, uh, uh, a private air museum. Yes, I've which, been there. Oh, it's fantastic. In fact, I think I talked about that about a year ago, actually. Yeah, you did. I remember that. I have pictures on my Facebook and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Be like, if you're in the area, just go to, I think it's only up on Saturdays. So, just go look it up. Uh, Mid-Air Flight Museum. It's mm-hmm. free. Uh, it's open from like 8 to noon. Yeah, literally. It's small. And it's like, oh, my gosh, the collection and, they have. And if you time it right, there may be a plane there giving flights or, flights around the airport. Yeah. Open air. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Do you have a height problem? Yes, I have a height problem. But just be like Dr. Mike and not worry about stepping out of a perfectly yeah. good plane. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But other than that, we went to a really good restaurant. We went to a, a toy store, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we went to a peach orchard in uh, Pittsburgh, Texas, right, yeah. side, right, right side of that. Really good, amazing, absolutely amazing peach ice cream, which is the bomb. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, other than that, it's been, uh, I'm, me and my girlfriend and my brother are going to Dallas this Saturday to go watch Garth Brooks in concert, which I am super excited about. It's only taken three months since uh, you yeah. first started talking about right, it. Right, 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 right. Well, when you're buying tickets like that, they kind of sell out fast. I get it. I get it. I'm just giving you a hard time. Right. So by the time the next episode, I can actually talk about what happened. <laughs> um, so if you're interested in that, be like, I'll talk about it uh, uh, next Tuesday. Either or. A week from this recording. A week from this recording. Thank you. 
Other which is than, a Tuesday. Right. Yeah, which is a yeah, which is anyway. A yeah. A day after Monday. <laughs> but anyways, uh it's been pretty good. Um I can't wait for the weather to get a little cooler. Oh yeah. Not, not I'd like that too. Yeah, I think everybody would and brain just pray for rain because we need it we so need bad. Oh my gosh. But um yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to things coming up in the this week. And yeah. So what has your week been like, Drew? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Uh, I was backed up on getting stuff released, and I haven't quite caught up yet on Cellcast right. uh, on the Kingdom Hearts retrospective. But, right. Which is why there's not been one come out yet this week. Aww. But uh, I'll get back to recording those probably tomorrow night. But uh, other than that... Uh, I just pretty much hung out, tried to stay cool. Right. Had to call maintenance out to the apartment yesterday. Oh, what happened? Well, if if you want to go into it, I can go into it. I can go into it. Uh, let me put it this way: Have you noticed a smell in here at all? Maybe a little bit. That's probably from when the water was dripping in out through my, in my bathroom, out of the ceiling. Oh, because the. Uh, pan had clogged oh yeah so i had to call him in to undo that oh fun <laughs> so that you know i could run an air conditioner wow because it's i need to be able to run an air conditioner right, right now right but uh yeah that's pretty much the most exciting thing that's happened this week i got you so uh yeah so jacob i do have another question for you yes what would that be what have you been watching all right, so you have to remind me again because the the anime that Chase put on and hit his house. What is okay, that? here's the thing. I I'm going to just call it El Hazard. El Hazard, because he said it was El Hazard the Wanderers, but on the screen it said El Hazard the Magical World or something like that. Right, and I saw both names on IMDb when I was looking this up because I was trying to figure out who Loudmouth was. And I don't remember the Loudmouth's actual name because I only remember him as Loudmouth. But <laughs> Loudmouth, he's most likely to be the, the he's the, the villain. He yeah, is the, the lead. He is the lead villain. You right. know what? From the second he shows up, right? Uh, yeah, we watched that Sunday night. Yes, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first Isekai. True. It only what? beats out Digimon by like a year. <laughs> All right, so. Uh... Yesterday, while I was sitting in a box, uh, I wasn't uh, trapped in a box. I was at work, and it's, you know, you 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 attend a gas station for like seven hours. At least the box is air conditioned. That is true. Amen um, to that. Um, unlike the parking lot, yeah, which is a scorching. <laughs> been there. Yep, been there, done that. But uh, I watched on Netflix uh, the Pearl Harbor attack, minute by minute. Mm -hmm. It's a, I think it's a three, it's a three part. Uh, miniseries yeah which is done very well definitely if you're a history nut like i am it's worth watching and um it's good it's very very good uh and so after um to cleanse my palate of this movie right uh while i was on app while while i was on apple plus which is where i watched this film mm -hmm. i was scrolling through the the, the shows i have saved yeah, or I've I have purchased, mm -hmm. and this was a series that I had. I didn't realize I purchased the entire first season 
I was like, oh, wow, it's, it's just continually going. This is interesting. So I, I wound up watching most our, a, a chunk of the first season of Hannah Montana. Just had it playing in the background. Yes, I, I know, know. <laughs> you watch the show. I be like, it's just, I, I haven't watched the movie in the series in and a I'm, number of years. I'm like, wow, a lot of parallels here. And I think the show's better. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> I'm trying to. F- Okay, hang on. I need to, I need to figure this out. Like I said, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later on. So Hannah Montana is Miley. What's her face? Stewart. Cyrus. But I don't know their Stewart. Miley Stewart. But people didn't hate Miley Stewart, did they? No. Well, kind of. Maybe Billy Ray Stewart or whatever his actual na- character name is. The thing because I know it's played by Billy Ray Cyrus. Right. He wasn't an evil mastermind trying to take over. True. The tri-state uh, area. Well, there. We'll, we'll get to the parallels later. Okay. okay. I, I know this is you're trying to wrap your mind around this. Yes. It's like <laughs> good. <laughs> what I'm seeing is a Power Rangers ripoff. You're comparing to Hannah Montana. I'm not comparing Hannah Montana, but this is more there. There's certain elements in the show that the show does better than this, this hour and a half movie. <laughs> we will get there when we get there because yes. I do have some issues with this movie. Yes. But um, yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah. So after watching, uh, watching that, um, so while I was doing my notes, uh, I actually had a lot of time on my hands, apparently. So watch the Phantom from the 1990s, the TV, the movie. Oh yeah, with Billy Zane, mm-hmm. which is I feel like it's good, it's corny, and, but so good at the exact same time. And some Seeker of Darkness himself, huh? What Kingdom Hearts connection? Oh, he that's, plays the original antagonist of Kingdom Hearts. That's right. I keep remembering that. Um, you only heard the shadow, the, the hooded guy. You didn't actually get to hear him in full. Kingdom Hearts, fill me with everlasting darkness. So I, so I, I watched, I watched, I, I watched most of it actually on uh, YouTube for free, right? And because they have those those free movies you can watch with commercials. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that, and uh, I was just flipping through because I had to go back and rewatch the 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 two episodes we were doing for uh, TAS. Yeah, and. And so I'll be like, oh, there's Tilspin. I'll just put that on. Mm-hmm. And I loved Tilspin as a kid. It was a great show. Exactly. But yeah, I think I watched like the first two episodes were really good. And there again, it's Tilspin. So what it, it's, it's that, uh, uh, weekday after weekday afternoon block. It was, a. week uh, Disney afternoon, Disney afternoon. Thank you very much. Same thing that had. Darkwing Duck and uh, DuckTales. Yeah, stuff like and that. And a couple other shows. Something about gummy bears. And, yeah, gummy oh, bears. yes. How could we forget? Exactly. Rescue Rangers. Exactly. Um, just question. Be like, what, what was your favorite uh, Disney afternoon show? Obviously. Because obviously, you know. Darkwing Duck. <laughs> When there's trouble, you call DW. Darkwing does. I, I had to ask Let's that, right? Let's get dangerous. <laughs> You're going to get us a copyright strike. <laughs> I didn't go that far. <laughs> oh, I know. But uh, 
I don't know. I'm kind of torn because uh, I I loved Disney Afternoons. Um, uh, I guess it would probably be uh, I loved uh, Darkwing Duck. Uh, Chippendale. I just love oh, Chippendale. Yeah. I love Chippendale. And how could you not love a Magnum PI and Indiana Jones solving crimes? That is true. With a guy addicted to cheese. Okay, I, 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 I ignore I, the movie. Ignore uh, the movie. Uh, okay, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I was. Peter I was, Pan is not going to show up in, in the original show. Yeah. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen that movie yet. Uh, but no, there is Ugly Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. Uh, I, I'm going to freely admit. I'm going to freely admit. When I was a kid, be like, I thought Gadget was a very cute little mouse, and she was a mechanic. So I like I like mechanical characters. Zipper well, seemed to think so. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> that was I'm sorry. The, that I'm was the sorry. most that is odd, stupidest part. Of that, that was whole the thing. oddest setup, and I was like, "What? <laughs> okay, that's gonna be weird." <laughs> but again, the spoiler alert that, for the fact that they had kids. Yeah, yeah. Again, spoiler alert. Anyway, anyways, um, it's like I've always like I've always like mechanical characters. So like you know, um, uh. Crap! I just said the character's name. Gadget. Gadget. Like Gadget, uh, Donatello. Uh, characters like that. Always like the mechanical. You know the 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 big brain characters. Yeah. But uh, overall, be like, yeah. I think that's all I've watched right now. I think so. So what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Yeah. Well, along with El Hazard, as you did, mm-hmm. not a whole lot. Mm. <laughs> uh. Mostly, I've been watching a couple YouTube videos here and there. Okay, played a little bit of a new of a not a new game. I had already bought it right like six months ago. Right, but for whatever reason, I'm only just now really getting into it. Nice, uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Okay, I had played the uh, prequel to this Yakuza Zero last year, I believe. Hmm. Uh, but. This is a remake of the original Yakuza game. Yeah. It is very much rated M and not for kids. Of course. Um, but it's a, it's a fun little open world crime drama. Okay. I'm enjoying that. Cool. Uh, been playing a little bit more Final Fantasy 14. Got our friend Chase to uh, finally get to a point. I've been wanting to get to him since he called me up and said, talk me out of buying the game. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty, I haven't really gotten done a whole lot other than that. Cause I don't think I've gone and seen a movie since, since, uh, Thor. Yeah. So other than that, just, other than that, it's just been YouTube videos. Okay. But nothing really to speak on. I gotcha. Cool. Did see a couple interesting trailers that are probably going to show up in the news. Probably. But we'll save it for the news. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of the news. The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. All right. Why? Thank you, Dilit. Uh, so I'm going to start with a little bad, uh, sad news. 
Uh, sadly, on July 24th of this year, of 2022, uh, British-born actor David Warren, uh, best Warner. known Warner, sorry, Warner, sorry, uh, best known for his roles in uh, Disney's Tron, which we reviewed, mm-hmm. and uh, Titanic, and hundreds of more. Uh, Sally passed away. Uh, I know that Drew knows him more from. I know him more from Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Yeah, though apparently he also had a role in Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier, but I don't know who he played. Uh, he played one of the. the, uh... He played one of the ambassadors. Okay, so yeah, that probably is the drunk Klingon ambassador in that movie. No, it's not. It wasn't. Oh, he was the human ambassador. He was the human ambassador. I forgot. I a lot a lot of that movie is stricken from my mind as you un- <laughs> I'm sure you understand right right but, uh, yeah I forgot he was the human am- the Federation ambassador to right Nimbus three the planet of universal peace right which reminds me a lot of the Thor Love and Thunder the beginning of Thor Love and Thunder reminded me a lot of Star Trek five ah you know him walking through the Christian Bale walking through the desert right bald pale skin you're right and i'm sitting there going i'm spooked do i need to be looking for a laughing vulcan <laughs> <laughs> all right so getting a little more better news uh so illumination universal pictures uh uh have hit another milestone minions rise group has mm-hmm. become the first animated feature to lure enough families back to the theaters to reach a global a global box office number of 200 200 200.9 dollars since frozen 2 debuted in november 2019 and the covid-19 pandemic shut down the theaters in early 2020 in the middle of onwards run yes sad 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 which if you want to hear our reaction and our full review. Check out those episodes. Check out those episodes. All right. So, uh, more exciting news coming out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con uh, this last week. A lot of news came out a of San lot Diego of news. A lot of news. Now, I'll be like, I'm pretty sure I'll probably miss a few things here and there, but I'm pretty sure this guy will pick up on it. What 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 things that you miss that I might remember? And yeah, hopefully exactly. there'll be a little few things that we both miss. Exactly. All right. So something that... I think some comic fans are going to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a project that's probably been in uh, inside of a dormant volcano for many years as possibly going to come to Netflix. <laughs> Let me explain. All right. A so, dormant series. Uh, it's It was in uh, creation Hades. <laughs> Let's say that been lying in a dorm it's been in production it's been in purgatory yeah purgatory it's been in production purgatory Purgatory. sorry so anyway uh, yeah so production hell yeah uh apparently uh blur studio founder and filmmaker tim miller uh from the love death love death and robots and the deadpool films uh now yeah different guy uh announced in this panel that a uh animated f uh vf vfx uh visual effects yes visual effects uh is going to an ad- adapt the groon uh g-o-o-n grown g-o-o-n yeah grown g-o-o-n is goon yeah goon i'm sorry goon you said groon yeah goon i'm sorry <laughs> there's not an r in that word <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm, I'm terrible, terrible at spelling things <laughs> or pronouncing things. Everybody knows this. Moving on. Uh, yeah, apparently it's uh, apparently it's finally found a home on uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, apparently called Goon. Yeah, Goon. I know nothing about this. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, very popular uh, based on a bowls uh, multi uh, multi esser uh, award winning comic book series. Uh, the film was previously developed by 20th Century Fox, which was dropped after the acquisition merger with Disney. Uh, it was published by Dark Horse in 2003. The Goon uh, Goon originally debuted through Avatar Press in uh, 1999 with Powell's own uh, Albatross Fun Books launched in uh, apparently there's a new series in 2019. Uh so the story follows a hulking orphan raised by his aunt, a carnival strong woman. When a gangster, a gangster gun, guns down his guardian, the goon starts, run, starts running the show, violently working his way through a horror comedy crime caper full of undead. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like you're kind of a, 1930s 1940s mm-hmm. kind of uh film noir fun time for a comic right uh so yeah uh original let's see it's like yeah that's basically uh paramount has announced the uh the third trailer for the third season of star trek lower decks yay it you looks know, good yeah what i've seen of it uh let's see lower decks will return to Paramount, Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus, uh, Thursday, August 25th. Uh, streaming in the United States and Latin America. Uh, Crunchyroll uh, has announced that tickets for super, uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which is the most oddest. <laughs> it's because it, it's it's the problem is they, they've tied it to the franchise. Specifically, it's a tie-in to the show Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. And then the subtitle is Superhero. Yeah. Which means it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. Weird. But, yeah. It's about as stupid as Power Ranger Super Mega Force. Very true. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that'll be coming to... Uh, that'll be... That'll be available for Funimation uh, United States Canada. Uh, uh, Fandango.com. Uh, the film will be available in subbed and English dubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it showed over 2,500 plus theaters in North America on August 19th. Uh, this film will also be in select U.S. based IMAX theaters, which not the one close to us. Yeah, because I know you. You. I've uh, already looked it up for because we're talking about doing a reaction to it. Yeah, uh, close to us. There are actually two theaters showing this. Yeah. Which is amazing in and of itself for a right. one what one week anime movie, right? And of uh, only the biggest screen we could possibly get would be the Big D at mm. the at the AMC theater. Nice, which is I think like close to IMAX, but it's not IMAX. Yeah, but anyway, large format, right? All right, so kind of going into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is something we normally don't do on this show. Um. 
I am Groot launched exclu- is uh, launching exclusively on Disney Plus mm-hmm. uh, starting on August 10th. Uh, this will be five shorts available for viewers, and apparently it's about the adventures of Groot, <laughs> specifically Baby Groot. Yeah, Baby Groot, because this ain't the teenager Groot from Endgame. Yeah. So speaking of MCU, uh, teaser uh, teaser images come out uh, for Spider Man Freshman Year uh, with its cast. Uh, it is said to be like the suit design. Uh, so this looks interesting. It's kind of like a homage to like uh, Spider-Man's golden years. Yeah. It's kind of modern, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. So yeah, that came out of Comic-Con. And apparently uh, Daredevil is going to be in it. Yeah, apparently. Apparently Daredevil is in everything. Yeah, because he's getting his own show too. It's not animated, but I'm going to bring it up here. Right. And Charlie Cox is in both. Yes. Uh, Which so- makes me wonder, is Spider-Man freshman year MCU canon? Maybe. I'm not sure yet. Plus, there's another thing that I'm curious of is MCU canon coming up, but I'm sure you'll get there in a minute. Possibly. Uh, so Spider-Man freshman year comes ex- exclusively to Disney Plus in 2024. Uh, so one that we have talked about, not at length, some depth about a TV show that we both loved as children is coming back. Uh, cheers erupted when the... Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you just, no, just <laughs> talk. I'm just supposed to be in the background. Uh, spoke finally of the Legend of X-Men, the animated series, and presented a Caesar... Uh, Caesar. Uh, sizzle reel. Teaser? Tease, no. Sizzle reel. Oh. Sizzle reel. A teaser sizzle. Anyway. Yeah. For X Men nineteen, X Men ninety seven, featuring the cast of the popular nineties animated series, um, they presented new uh, new artwork, uh, uh, animatics, uh, and also with the original X Men theme. And I, yeah, this is this is gonna be cool. A second season also been announced. X Men ninety seven is an animated series from Marvel Studios that explores new stories from the iconic nineteen nineties. Uh, timeline of the original series. Um, so yeah, X Men '97 will begin streaming exclusively on Disney Plus uh, in fall 2023. Snick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's all I have for info and stuff. Unless you are, you know, wanting to say something else, hey, just to verify, uh, make sure I understood everything you went over. Uh, along with Goon, which mm. I knew nothing about. Right. You talked about Lower Decks. Yes. You talked about uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year. Yes. You talked about X-Men 97. Yes. Did you talk about What If Season 2? No, I didn't. Because What If Season 2 is happening. Yes, it is. And it's animated also. Yes. Uh, but that's the only other animated thing I was really keeping up with. Right. I know they're also doing uh, um, Marvel Zombies. Yeah, and it's going to be TVMA. It's going to be mature. Oh, fun. Yeah. Huh. But I mean, you kind of want a zombie thing to be a little bloody. True. So Very, very true. Anyway. So that's all I have for an info and stuff. All you got. The info and stuff. We jumped ahead. You mean I'm the sorry. news. News. I'm sorry. Well, let's back up from info and stuff. And how about we go over our spoiler free review? Yes. <laughs> Certified fresh and spoiler-free. All right. We are reviewing the Lego Ninjago movie, or as I like to think about it, Lego Rangers Ninja Force. (laughs) 
Uh, this is actually my second viewing. Really? I did see this in theaters when it came out. Hmm. And I remember being... I remember it being okay. Right. Because here's the thing about the Lego movies. Mm -hmm. This is being the third one. Uh, the first one, while I thought was brilliant, it's gone. It goes downhill it from there. Teetering. Literally, I do believe he they jumped a shark in that first movie. Mm -hmm. And they've done some interesting things going forward. It doesn't really get too bad till you get to the the Lego Movie Two, but uh, this is. For, for the only one that's actually a fully Lego-owned property in which no licensed characters at all right. show up, except for quite uh, perhaps Jackie Chan. Uh, is he licensed at this point? <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. But um, this one is at least based somewhat on a TV show that was on Cartoon Network before. Right. Called uh, Lego Ninjago Masters of Spin Jitsu. Right. Which I've seen some of, but not all of it. Like, I've literally seen, like, maybe a couple episodes. Yeah. From all across the seasons, because there were seven seasons of that show. Really? I didn't know that until I was doing looking things up. Hmm. So I knew who some of these characters were hmm. beforehand. But I didn't know, it didn't really matter, because from what I understand, this has absolutely nothing to do with the TV show. Mm. It's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Technically based on Power Rangers. Right. Same characters as Power Rangers. Right. Entirely different backstories. Exactly. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I thought the movie was pretty good. I think kids would enjoy it. My only real issues with it is uh from a technical point of view is going to be some uh bad uh, uh composition not composition um what do you call it when you compositing there's yeah, some bad compositing, compositing in, in uh, one or two scenes involving a certain feline character oh. but um, oh yeah definitely that's really the only thing i'm really kind of negative super negative on and mm -hmm. i will get some more on talking about that later mm -hmm. but um for the story it's telling, I think it's pretty good. It's just that it's just standalone. It'd be gotcha. a fun show. It's a fun movie. It's not necessarily bad, but it's not great. Agreed. But that's that's just my spoiler-free thoughts. What are yours? Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts to this film, this is the first time watching this film. And... Mm, I have issues with this film. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I mean, like it's 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 a well done, like animation wise, it's done very well. It's got very good effects. Mm -hmm. uh, the story is just, mm, yeah. Oh, so I, I will, not your favorite? No, it's not. It's not one of my favorites. Uh, I enjoyed aspects of this film, but overall, there's just. They, they leave so much on the cutting room or mm -hmm. the, the the production, editing, the editing table, editing paper, uh, editing table, uh, the, the, the notes they were writing in this and be like, oh, we don't have to do this at all. And which drives me absolutely bonkers in a film. 
but uh and taking it strictly from a movie perspective like uh i'm not a fan of it let's say that <laughs> so yeah that's my spoiler free thoughts well uh on that note why don't we run some bumpers and we'll get to spoil on this thing let's do that the cell cast would like to thank the following patrons Josh Adams, Ashley Cronin Bitter. To get your name on the show plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast plus reviews and special art from Jacob, please donate to us on Patreon. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional, their podcast, Com Talk, another podcast where they talk about bad movies called Bottom Shelf, and another podcast where they read books, allegedly. Uh, and they and they are written articles, all designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. Find all their content at geekdevotions.com. This show is a part of Pop Americana. For more great shows like this one, please check the link in the episode description. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie The Lego Ninjago Movie. Listener discretion is advised. The Lego Ninjago movie was directed by Charlie Bean, who also directed Tron Uprising, mm-hmm. the TV show. Uh, it was also written and directed by Paul Fisher and Bob Logan, who also wrote The Crudes, A New Age. Ah, okay. And then it was also written by William Wheeler, Tom Wheeler, Jared Stern, John Whittington, Hillary Winston, Dan Hagerman, and Kevin Hagerman. Yeesh. The right amount of writers ought to tell you a lot about this. Yes. I can start to piece things together now. Yes. Getting into the cast, we got Jackie Chan as Master Wu and Mr. Liu. And, uh, you know, he played Monkey in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Dave Franco, who played Lloyd Garmadon. Mm -hmm. And uh, he played Greg Sestero and Mark in The Disaster Artist. Ah. The making of... The room. Uh, the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Ar- Armisen played Cole, and he was Speedy Gonzalez in the Looney Tunes show. Mm. Kumal Nanjiani was Jay, and he played Kingo in The Eternals. Mm. Michael Pina played Kai, and he was Terrence in Tom and Jerry. Zach Woods played Zane, and he was Carl in The Angry Birds Movie 2. Hmm. Abby Jacobson played Nya. That is her name, Nya. Nya. And she was Katie and Dog Cop in The Mitchells versus the Machines. Okay. You know, the lead her- main character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, voice cracked. Yes. David Bur- Burroughs played Fuchsia Ninja for one line. Oh, yeah, Fuchsia Ninja. <laughs> and he is actually an editor in a bunch of the Lego movies. Really? This was a cameo for him. I gotcha. Uh, Justin Thoreau played Garmadon. Garmadon. And he was the tramp in the live-action Lady in the Tramp movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can actually hear that. Hmm. I haven't watched the movie, the live-action Lady in the Tramp movie. Hmm. But I can probably hear that. Uh, Olivia Munn played Coco, and she was Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse. Really? Along with being one of the major commenters on uh, G4 back in the day. I gotcha. I thought I recognized her. And last but not least, Pearl and Ruby played Meowthra. Really? Who? The cats. Yeah, the cats. I listed the two cats who played Meowthra. I gotcha. I got Pearl you. and Ruby. This is their only movie. Pearl and Ruby. I was like, okay, is that from like the uh, the the TV show Ruby? No, no. Okay, the it's ca- just the cats. The cats' names were Pearl Meow. and Ruby. Ruby. Okay, and they both played Meowthra. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts connections. Mark Graham, George Doring, Steve Mayer, and Joe Zimmerman, and James Thatcher are all musicians in this, and they were musicians in. Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. That was the best I could do. Nice. In this case. Uh, what do we got in info and stuff? All right. So, info and stuff. Uh, this movie has a IMD, IMDb score of 6 out of 10. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube, like Drew did, for mm-hmm. 3.99, or like me on Apple Plus for the same price. Uh, production. It, this has got a lot of production companies behind it. Warner Brothers Pictures, Warner Animation Group, mm-hmm. Rat Pack, Doom Entertainment, mm-hmm. or Dune Entertainment, uh, Lord uh, Miller Productions, mm-hmm. Vertigo Entertainment, and mm-hmm. Animal Logic. And Animal Logic was the actual animation company. That's right. They were. Everyone else was production companies. Pretty much. All right. Distribution was Warner, Brother- Warner Bros. Entertainment. Release date was September 16th, 2017 at the regional, or I'm going to butcher this, um, regional Valley theater. September 21st was, uh, was released in Denmark. And then in the 22nd, the very next day was the United States. So going into the box office, it Mm -hmm. had a budget of $70 million dollars. Uh, for the weekend of September 24th for the United States and Canada, it grossed, um, $20.4 million. It's world gross or it's U S gross. Ouch. <laughs> um, $56.3 million. So it did not do very well. Good domestically, but globally it did pretty well. Uh, it, grossed uh 122.1 million dollars for its home release the lego ninjago movie was released on digital hd on december 12 2017 with dvd blu-ray and blu-ray blu-ray 3d there again that was when that was popular yeah (coughs) and there's some instances of obvious three 3d in here yes the one of them i forgive Mm mm-hmm uh 4k blu-ray on december 19th 2017 through warner bros home entertainment uh 
Mm-hmm. And there is no sequel to be seen. There, There's people speculating. There, there's, there's not a direct sequel because no. you do have the Lego movie too, which yeah. is kind of a sequel as it's part of the same franchise. Right. But at the same time, the Lego movies are no longer, the license for those are no longer owned by Warner Brothers. Really? Yeah. Then They're who? owned by Sony now. Oh. And fuck. Sony hasn't done anything with them yet. Okay, that explains it. Yeah, so more than likely, if there is another Lego movie, it will be an entirely different genre and will not include any DC characters or Mm. anything Warner Brothers owned. Fun. That is all I am for info and stuff. All right. Well, then getting into the summary. A young boy meets the mysterious owner of a relic shop, Mr. Lou, who tells him the story of Ninjago, a city within the Lego universe. It is frequently terrorized by the evil warlord Garmadon, who is the father of teenager Lloyd Garmadon an ex-husband of Coco. Everyone in the city of Ninjago despises Lloyd for being Garmadon's son, which puts Lloyd under emotional stress. Unbeknownst to them, Lloyd is the green ninja and leader of an army of ninja warriors comprising Kai, Cold, Jay, Zane, Nya, and their master Wu, which is actually Garmadon's brother, mm-hmm. who always stopped Garmadon from taking over Ninjago by fighting with mechs. When Garmadon is again unsuccessful at conquering Ninjago, his tech division shows him a giant new mech. Lloyd and his friends see the return of Master Wu, who tells them that their unique element will defeat Garmadon. Lloyd is frustrated to learn that his element is green. While Kai has fire, Cole has earth, Jay has lightning, Zane has ice, and Nya has water. Wu also mentions the ultimate weapon, giving Lloyd new hope of stopping Garmadon, despite Wu warning them that nobody can ever use the device. The next day, Garmadon attacks Ninjago with his new giant mech, and this time defeats Lloyd. As Garmadon gloats, Lloyd returns with the ultimate weapon and fires it, only to reveal that it's really a laser pointer that attracts a live-action cat named Meowthra. Ha ha. Garmadon points the laser at the ninja's mechs, which the cat destroys, but Lloyd breaks the laser pointer. As Garmadon celebrates his victory, Lloyd unmasks himself and denounces his father, leaving Garmadon confused. Lloyd meets up with his friends and Master Wu, who tell them that they must use the ultimate ultimate weapon to stop Meowthra from destroying Ninjago which can be found on the other side of the island. Garmadon overhears his brother talking about the weapon, follows close behind, intercepts Wu, and fights him only to end up in a cage defeated. However, Wu loses his balance and falls off a bridge into the river below. Before being swept away, he tells the ninja they must find inner peace. The ninja continue with Garmadon leading them, much to Lloyd's disappointment. Despite this, the two bond throughout their journey, while the ninjas learn not to rely solely on their mechs to fight. The group survives an encounter with Garmadon's fired generals that he fired out of a volcano, mm-hmm. and Garmadon teaches Lloyd to throw. They eventually crash down onto the Temple of Fragile Foundations, Garmadon's childhood home. He tells Lloyd that his mother was a warrior named Lady Iron Dragon, and that he wishes he had, stay- he had stayed with him and his mom after deciding to conquer Ninjago, but he couldn't change, so they had to stay apart. The ninjas find the ultimate, ultimate weapon, a chest consisting of a set of Lego pieces that resemble their elemental powers, only to have it stolen by Garmadon, who remains resolute in taking over the city after Lloyd rejects his offer to replace a mutinous general. In an unexpected turnaround, Garmadon locks all of them inside the temple. I guess this is unexpected. I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, same here. Lloyd realizes that the inner piece means that they must unleash their elemental power, and they escape from the collapsing temple. Right. As they fall off a cliff, Wu saves them with his flying ship, the Destiny's Bounty, and they head back to Ninjago City. 
Garmadon arrives and tries to defeat Meowthra with the ultimate, ultimate weapon, but Meowthra eats him whole instead. Lloyd and the crew arrive and begin fighting Garmadon's army. As Lloyd approaches Meowthra, he reveals to everyone that he is the green ninja and realizes that green means life and his element is what connects the ninjas and the family together. He confronts Meowthra and apologizes to Garmadon profusely, saying that he forgives them. Garmadon cries tears of fire, which causes Meowthra to vomit him out. After Lloyd and his father are reconciled, Meowthra becomes the mascot of Ninjago, and Lloyd is hailed as a hero. Mr. Lou finishes the story of Ninjago, informing the boy that he will start training him as a ninja at dawn after the boy shows potential while the film ends. Finally. Getting into the trivia for this. And then you can start bashing it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Following the tradition of other Jackie Chan movies, bloopers are included at the end. Yes. But only of the live action segments. Yes. Of Jackie Chan catching cups. Yes. But at least it's there. Yeah. Uh, The plot diverged from the television series that it was based on. However, according to show producers Kevin Hageman and Dan Hageman, the creators of the show, Mm -hmm. in a tweet, the show designs will have some changes to match the movie's designs. The ringtone on Lloyd's phone at the beginning of the film is the theme song of Ninjago Masters of Spinjutsu, Hmm. 2011, on which the movie is based. Loosely. Yeah, loosely. During the scene where Lloyd says he is sorry to Garmadon for saying he wish he wasn't his father, Dave Franco actually broke down crying. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. The movie was first hinted at in a bonus feature on the Lego Ninjago, sorry, the Lego Movie 2014 Blu-ray called Enter the Ninjago. In the short, an executive an executive changes several scenes in the Lego Movie to feature Lloyd because kids love ninjas. Emmett suggests that instead of changing the movie to add a ninja, they just make a movie about ninjas. While the executive claims is a great idea, the rest of the short becomes a trailer for this untitled movie, which they claim would go on to be a major bomb at the box office. Domestically, yes. <laughs> Lloyd asks if he can be the gold ninja instead of the green. This is the reference to the television show in which he actually does become the gold ninja. Huh. During the scene where the kids move to the other side of the bus when Lloyd sits down, Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off can be seen on the far right corner. Really? His jacket and hair are a dead giveaway. Hmm. And John Bender from The Breakfast Club can be seen at the back of the bus, the one with the mullet and the jean jacket. <laughs> clever this is the first theatrical lego film movie to not have any dc comics characters right each lego movie has a bad father and needy son dynamic true this is the second lego movie to be released in 2017 following the lego batman movie ah dave franco the voice of lloyd is married to allison brie who provided the voice for unikitty in the lego movie ah this is the last Warner Animation Group film to feature Warner Brothers Pictures logo with a Time Warner company at the bottom. Huh. Last but not least, this film came out the same year as the 2017 Power Rangers movie, who is also about a group of five teens who gained the power to transform into a team of superheroes to fight evil. And in addition, that much like this film is based on an already existing kids TV show and property. Which also failed domestically. <laughs> yes. Because it's, well, anyway. Yeah. That's the last I have of the trivia. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw in my first like, if I may. Go for it. This is essentially Lego Power Rangers. Pretty much. (laughs) And to some degree, I appreciate that. (laughs) Because, I mean, for one thing, you've got six six ninjas who are all Uh color-coded. Uh-huh. 
interestingly enough, red, blue, white, black. I don't remember what the color of ne- what Nia's color was. I guess that's blue. There's two uh, blue ones. Cause yeah, there's two blues. So it's like a lighter blue. blue. And, a li- and a cyan, we'll say. Yeah. And then green, of course. Yeah. With the Green Ranger, obvious, or Green Ninja, obviously being the leader, which Tommy would end up being in Power Rangers. Yeah. Though not as the White as Ranger. The, as the White Ranger, but, right. you know, we'll count. And let's face it, this kid kind of looks like Tommy if Tommy had blonde hair. Yeah. And was a Lego man. And could play the entire time. <laughs> I, all we're missing is the is uh, Lloyd going... I can't do all of Tommy's things, but uh, yeah, it's essentially Lego Power Rangers, and a part of me enjoys it for that. Really, it's that simple aspect. Okay, you got a hint. You got two big transformation sequences in the middle of this film. Right, you've got giant robots that were this close to actually having to transform into a giant killer, a giant combining robot to attack the giant shark robot that Garmadon had. Right. I mean, the only other really thing you're missing is a witch who keeps having headaches. <laughs> That's all you're missing. Very true. Very, very true. So, yeah. That's my first like. This is essentially Lego Power Rangers. I agree with you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mix my my likes up a little bit because it just makes more sense after after your first like. Uh we have a uh a kaiju kitty. We have a kaiju giddy. <laughs> I like it in concept, but more on that later. Right. I, I thought it was very funny. I was like, wait, because when um, uh, Lloyd pulls out the secret weapon and it's like, that's a laser that's pointer. A laser pointer. It's a laser pointer. And I remember when I was first watching this and going, wait, what? A laser pointer. That's not good. Why is it giant? Wait a minute. This is Lego movie logic. Yeah what oh no we're gonna we're about to get a cat because <laughs> the cat was at the beginning of the film. yes it kind of foreshadowed it i was like More oh that later yeah i will bring up something that probably you haven't noticed oh okay but i just I, I thought it was really enjoyable that they did this live action now granted there's a lot of problems with the with the layover mm-hmm. but uh i thought it was kind of funny the cat's just trashing the you know, trashing the city like a cat would. Yeah, I can see that. If this, anyway, yeah, I th- I thought it was just funny. I thought it was funny that be like they they did that. I, I was, I thought it was very unique. They decided to bring a, an actual cat in mm-hmm. and not just make a Lego cat. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was funny. And plus, the cat trashes the you know the 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 mechs zords. Yes. <laughs> More on Meowthra later. Yeah. I have some opinions. Right. But anyway. Yeah. That's my first like. Uh, my second like is that uh, in this film, Lloyd has to actually learn how to forgive. Yeah, we actually do have I a agree. decent theme in here where a Lloyd has. Lloyd feels ignored by his father. Mm-hmm. He's annoyed that his father is an evil villain and it's caused so much trouble with his life. Admittedly, he's got more reasons to be annoyed at his father than I think most of us have reasons to be annoyed at our fathers, and we are. But uh, he has to come to realize, you know, anything that his father did to him, either yeah. directly or indirectly, doesn't matter. He needs to forgive him because they are a family, and if they're ever going to become a real family again, you know, forgiveness yeah. has to happen. I agree with you on that. 
so yeah it, the, the, i'd say a good big theme of this film is forgiveness yeah i completely agree it's 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 a the the overarching theme is really good with the idea of forgiveness and uh learning to just you know yeah learn to forgive learn mm-hmm. to forgive that's that's a very crucial lesson to learn in a lot of ways yes uh my second like would actually be the 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 actual background we finally get to this background that has been driving me nuts the entire film that they finally get to it but it's actually the background on coco yes the mother and i was like oh this is kind of cool that'd be like they they kind of they they finally find i'm just like uh i'll I'll get there when i get there when i get in this like but um the 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 notion or the 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 realization that'd be like oh the mother's a ninja the mothers are a warrior or something like they don't some really kind of some kind of warrior we don't kind of warrior. we only ever get to see her in the flashbacks and that's obviously through garmadon's uh nostalgia classes yeah. so and at the very end where she's like training people and that kind of stuff in yeah. her armor but um and at least they do hint at that near the beginning with uh Aya's drive uh, Nya's driving through the school on her motorbike and it's got her painted on the side of it. Oh yeah, that's right. It does. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that at first, but touche. Yes. Uh at least it is into that, but true. I I, I do love the idea of, now granted the 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 plot of this is like okay, you have this this miss this uh mystic warrior ninja whatever she is mm-hmm. i i i promise what they start you throwing around ninja the entire time when yeah either way either way um that garment on caesar they fall in love and mm-hmm. be like and it's like oh i'm gonna change and da 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 and uh that's that she realizes she can't go down this path and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. She takes Lloyd with him. He, be, you know, Garmadon becomes Garmadon. And uh, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting plot. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so we're finally getting somewhere with this, this whole thing. It's like with how, how did, how did, how did mom and dad actually meet? Yeah. But yeah, that's what, what caused them to separate. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was very, I um, thought that was an, I agree. That is a very interesting backstory for that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the show ever went into that kind of a thing because, like right. I said, I didn't watch a lot of the show. But right, yeah, I, I thought they did a lot of good job there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's my yeah. My third like is the live action bookends segments. Hmm. That those parts with uh, Jackie Chan and the little kid whose name yeah. I don't have the name for. Right, it's not the kid from that. It's not Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, I thought those were done very well, especially with the uh, when he changes out the broken Lloyd for the ninja version of Lloyd. Yeah, there and that saw and of course it's Jackie Chan. He's of course he's a great uh, he's Jackie Chan. Yeah, he's a good actor. <laughs> he's a great actor and he's yeah. a good martial artist and he does a good job with this. Right. Um. Yeah it's it's just a fun th- it's just a fun little bit of bit of a setup and yeah. ending. And I appreciated it. Okay. Uh, my third like would actually be the mechanics of how they do like Legos. Like when it comes to the, the mechs, yeah, the mechs and like you get the sharp mech, you get the, 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 the fish mech, you get all these other mechs, but you actually see the, the, the mechanics of how they work. And because obviously they're using Legos. Yeah. So 
Lego mechanics using, are just freaking amazing. These are this is still using the same concepts. Yeah. Of ha- how to handle the Lego pieces that the other that le- the Lego movie and Lego Batman movie used, where it's stop motion but it's made with CG. Yeah. Yeah. Except they've slowly moved away from making it obviously feel like stop motion. But mm-hmm. anyway, very true. Uh, I just I really enjoy that about these films that it, you get this like almost realistic mechanics with characters. Now I do agree with you in this film. They kind of gotten away with it from the, uh, the stop motion kind of aspect CG. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like overall be like, you look at like when the, the, the mechs are destroyed and you, you can see the, the, um, the, the spark be like the, the mechanics moving and the kind of stuff. Really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Having more of a mechanical mind. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my third my third like. Well, then let's get into our dislikes. Meowthra. Okay. What do you know? Here's like the thing. Or, you know, I like Meowthra as a concept. Okay. Here's the problem. Okay. Implementation. Okay. Up until this point, uh, the way the way the Lego movie set it up is that this was taking place in an actually made Lego environment that the child's imagination was bringing to life. Right. So this was him playing with these Legos, right? Right. The Lego Batman movie did nothing to dissuade us from this concept. Mm -hmm. However, because of the live action bookends, Mm -hmm. we know that this is just taking place in the child's imagination. Yeah. Which means the fact that there are real objects, Mm -hmm. i.e. non-Lego objects in the world actually doesn't make any sense. Hmm. The laser pointer should not have been there because the kid didn't have a laser pointer. Do we ever see a laser pointer anywhere? No, just in the, uh, just when he, he deploys it there to, and summons Meowthra. Mm. And then you get Meowthra herself. Yeah. Like I said, I like Meowthra in concept. Yeah. But because Meowthra is very obviously based on Jackie Chan's cat in those bookends. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason she's there. Yeah. And they're two different cats. True. They are two different cats. Painfully obvious two different cats. Yeah. As you say that, yes. Yes. Because they're entirely different fur patterns. They are both they are they are both gray cats, but one is a dark gray tabby uh-huh. and the other is a light gray tabby. That is true. And dark gray tabby is fatter. True. Because it's an older cat. Oh, yeah. Now you can maybe claim that the the uh, the cat in the story is a younger version of the cat since this is a story that Jackie Chan is telling mm-hmm. not Lloyd yeah whatever the kid is yeah except except it's very obvious he's making it up as he goes along yeah because Lloyd was the name of the character the kid brought in yeah so Lloyd it couldn't be the same Lloyd from the thing if this is a story a legendary story he told before mm. true so because of the way they handled as much as I like the live action bookmarks, yeah. because of that, with the use of Meowthra, without keeping the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The connections, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it you get a big disconnect for okay, when is this taking place? Is this what what's as much as I like Meowthra as a concept, mm-hmm. it's implemented very very wrong. Plus. Meowthra is just an excuse for them to go on this journey. Yeah. They don't actually fight Meowthra. Yeah, that's true. 
It exists. They're meant to get trashed. It by exists Meowthra. to destroy everything and mm-hmm. to eat Garmadon at the end. True. That's the only reason Meowthra exists. They didn't have to get rid. They didn't have to fight the cat. They didn't have to use their elements to get rid of the cat. They didn't have to do any of that. Yeah. All they had to do was get the green person up to talk to Garmadon to make him cry fire so that the cat would throw him up. Yeah, pretty much. Which means the cat could have been anything. It wasn't ne- didn't necessarily have to be a live action cat that happened to be romping through the town. Yeah. It literally, as much as I like Meowthra as a concept, they didn't. Uh, and this is the thing. The Lego movie where we had the most of these live uh, non-Lego objects mm-hmm. in the story, every single one of those times they implemented one of those, it made sense. It was perfect for the story. It made sense for the scene. Mm. Meowthra, granted, it's a kaiju that they need to go fight because Power Rangers fight giant monsters. Right. And I'm still going to say it's, it's based on pa- the Power Rangers concept because I doubt any of these people watch Super Sentai or Ultraman or any of those kind of shows. Mm. But... um the way they, f- the fact that they didn't even, that the journey they went on yeah. was unnecessary. Okay. Because all it, because it could have been probably done a lot easier at home fighting Garmadon. And you could have done the same uh, forgiveness story, I think, in a different way. Yeah. And not have to go out, set out on this journey because a giant cat is attacking. Yeah. All you got to do is have some reason for uh, uh, Garmadon to take over. That's not related to, you know, random cat 23. Yeah. And they have to go, then go on this journey. Yeah. Not why Garmadon ends up helping them. Well, that's just because Garmadon's stupid, but yeah. Meowthra is completely, as much as I love the concept of Meowthra. Yeah. Completely unneeded for the film. Okay. I I do like the way they, they do set up Meowthra. 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 Cause it's yeah, a Meowthra. It's a play on Mothra. Yeah. So on words, I, I, yes. So the, the way they set him up, the, the setup, this cat, this cat character is like, okay, be like, you see the cat in the, uh, the, the, the shop. Yeah. It's okay. So that's way they kind of tie it in. But I do understand where you're coming from is that it's just like, okay, so you bring the cat in and it kind of, uh, breaks the delusion or the illusion of what be like, this is a, 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 uh, a make-believe world you're bringing a cat from the real world yeah so yeah totally get it totally get it i'm just saying if you're gonna do th- it really does feel like as much as i like the bookends yeah they thought of that afterwards possibly yeah because if they hadn't had those and just went straight into the movie without either one of those two back in- bookends i could probably accept me for faster he still has nothing to do with most of the movie right but it's just a big villain to that you have to not beat. Right. Anyway. All right. What's so your first dislike? My first dislike. Oy. Under mismanage under mismanagement of support characters. This is also my second dislike. Yes. So you have the only characters that were necessary for the story were Lloyd and Garmadon. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was needed. Yeah, it's it's quite it's it's literally be like you all these characters. You learn nothing about them as characters except one's a coward. One's just be like thinks they're the 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 
the baddest Bamba Jamba ever, mm-hmm. and one's a robot pretending to be a, a, a teenager, a human. Yes. A human. And, and one's that, and one is the stereotypical bad girl. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. And it's like there's there's no character development, no nothing. But like the mother, like we get halfway through, we get almost the entire end of the film until we realize, oh, the mother is actually a ninja. Well, that could have worked, I think, if they may have hinted that she was knowing more than just, oh, you need to forgive your father because I'm still in love with him, but I, but, but I, but he wouldn't come with me and be a boring office worker in the city. Yeah, or they could have done more like how they did in uh, uh, the bad guys mm-hmm. with the uh, the uh, the the assistant uh, the assistant mayor, I think it is. Yeah, the the well, fox girl, the one who's essentially the mayor. Yeah, essentially the mayor. Mayor, um, they could have done that with you know, kind of hinting here and there, here and there. Yeah, they they hint at it. This movie one, does not hint at it at all. No, outside of, vaguely, outside of when uh, Nyaz riding her motorcycle through the school, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, I, I just got my new paint job. It's based on this cool warrior from Legend that was that she's like my hero. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That yeah. That that text was not shoehorned into the scene at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally shoehorned into it. Yes. It's just. Oh my gosh. Like I. I, I mean, never, the only I'm, thing that would have shoehorned it in more was if someone said, "You know, Lloyd, she kind of looks like you." Yeah. And he would go, "No, Some, she doesn't." Something <laughs> like that. Be like they 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 could have. Be like heck. It'd be like I, I was. Here, here's my example. I, I I posted last night after watching this that comparing this thing to Hannah Montana. I so, still want to know this. Okay, so here here's my explanation. That oh my gosh! So I, I get done with this movie and I'm like, I need a cal. Like I said before, I need a palate cleanser, and so I just plug in Hannah Montana. I'm watching this like, oh okay. To so the idea that uh, the the uh the sensei or the uh, the uncle mm-hmm. is be like oh you have to see your true self or something like that so it's yes. like kind of like a reflection of who they are uh, like when the poster mm-hmm. it's a reflection of self kind of like hannah and miley kind of thing but i also see the the use of how they actually use background characters it's kind of like if they did hannah montana and you had a mention the 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 she has a brother she has friends but you don't learn anything about who they are yeah and this is the be like with this movie, you learn absolutely jack nothing about characters except for Lloyd. And now I understand. I completely understand why, because it's the 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 shop owner played by Jackie Chan is trying to make a point with this with this young right. with this young shop attendee. But it's just it's such a under it's underutilizing all these characters that are in this film and you use them for virtually nothing except for teammates that mm-hmm. well okay let me jump in on that okay if this movie were standalone i.e not based on anything and it was, yeah. everything was created for this movie right what do you think the chances are he would even have teammates <sighs> i have no idea i'm guessing none probably not because i can guarantee you the only reason he has teammates here yeah is because the, the TV the, show the, has no 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 not the TV show the toy that makes sense that this is based on yeah the toy that the show was based on where mm. most of the characters were given characterization yeah and more and more their backstories would have actually been looked at right had team members in fact here's an interesting thing 
I looked at I, did, I just did a brief bit of research. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Lloyd is in the co- in the show? No. He starts off as the bad guy. Oh, that's interesting. He's actually a villain who actually released the other not a villain. He was a brat. Yeah. To get right down to it. He was a brat that released all the villains because he threw a tantrum, mm. which included his father, though he didn't know it was his father, Garmadon. Mm. Yeah. And that's the reason that's and they all had to fight him. And every time, you know, every episode in the first season, Lloyd was doing something that caused the the the, the bad guys were serving Lloyd because, you know, he released them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was that back and forth. It was yeah. kind of a, it was, it was power Rangers, but it really wasn't power Rangers. Yeah. Yet. It was just that kind of a thing. And yeah, at the end of that, when he realizes, I don't know if it's at the end of the first or second season, he joins the good guy team. And of course he Tommied when you get right down right. to it, he was the bad guy who was interesting because they had to make him interesting to be a bad guy. Right. And then he had to, he went through a redemption arc, which automatically makes him more interesting. And that's yeah. why he's really the character I think most people remember from the show, because all the other characters, while they had characterizations from what I saw, they were mostly, it's like, yeah, we have a red ranger, we have a blue ranger, we mm-hmm. have a uh, a white ranger, and we have a black ranger. And the girl was not even a ninja at that point. Mm. She was someone who was, she was actually their tech maker. Oh, okay. And yeah, Master Wu was still around. Don't get me wrong. Right. And he was definitely playing the Zordon. But yeah, the only reason those characters yeah. are in this movie is because they were in the show. Yeah. And they were in the toys. Yes. That is the only reason. Absolutely. The only reason, uh, now, now granted, I don't know about Lloyd's mom. Yeah. Or if she was created for this or if she was created before this. I know Garmadon was in the show. And uh, I can tell you that uh, he got his powers from what I read because he was bitten by a snake that was bitten by a spider, mm-hmm. which is both stupid and you know what? I'll go with it because this yeah. is kind of a stupid concept. Yeah, agreed. But and it was obviously this was all meant almost parodying Power Rangers in the yeah. show. And now it's plot points you're supposed to be paying attention to. Yeah. Uh, also. Matt, he and Master Wu were much, much older. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, in the show. They're, here, they're only like 724 or something. Yeah. So in the other that. show, they're like 1500. Oh, wow. They're like super old. Oh, okay. And Master Wu is actually still uh, younger than Garmadon, but the Gar- reason Garmadon looks younger is because he was sealed for who knows how many years yeah. and didn't age. Yeah. Why didn't they go with that storyline? And that's the thing. What I just explained to you is 10 times more explanation than we got in this movie about yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. We, the, I, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know one of these characters was a robot when I was first watching this thing. Yeah. And so when Zane starts talking, he goes, sure, I am a normal human teenager. I am certainly not a robot. I'm thinking, are you, or are you an alien? Because that <laughs> makes about as much sense as you being a robot. True. We don't know. <laughs> you, if you take this movie by itself, which you have to. Yeah. Because it's in its own continuity. Okay. Because it wasn't Ninjago City in the show, from my understanding. Okay. It's entirely different. Uh, the plots are entirely different. The f- We have nothing about the Serpentine, which is apparently the name of the villains in the other thing. Right. We just have 
Dermadon. He's the bad guy. Mm. He apparently likes sharks. Apparently. I don't think he know if there sharks even showed up in the show. Mm. It's so it's it's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Exactly. It was made because it was popular. Mm-hmm. And they didn't bother to try and keep it in continuity with what it was based on. Right. More on that later on our, when we are on the Monster Island Film Vault later in the year. There we go. <laughs> because that's going to come up there too. Right. But <laughs> yeah, it's because Lloyd and Gurman are the only characters that exist in this. If it wouldn't connect to anything, they'd be the only characters. Yeah, the agreed. others are just filling the spots. I, like I would agree with you on that. Otherwise, they hold no point other than they are the other elements. Yeah, it's like, and they're the teammates. That's yeah, it. The teammates. That's it. It's like. Uh, that doesn't really work because y'all didn't even use the ultimate weapon even the version that wasn't the thing you actually went and searched for yeah pretty much but anyway yeah i just i think it's a it's a extremely underuse of support characters and giving fleshing them out in some capacity but they don't many writers yeah including the writers for the show the hagmans that i mentioned at the bottom of that list they were the writers from the show they were the showrunners of Spinjitzu. Yeah. They apparently barely got in it got a word in edgewise apparently. because this is not following what they were doing. Right. So anyway. Yeah. So that's my that's my first is like what is yours? Mine was the, that. Well, that is yours. Okay. Yeah, that was my second dislike. Okay. Uh what's your second dislike? Uh okay, so my second dislike is it's a predictable story. Mm-hmm. It's very predictable. It's like, oh, okay, so they're they're gonna do this, they're gonna do this. It'd be like you you it starts telegraphing telegraphing itself or telescoping itself yeah. as a story, and it's just so predictable. It's there again, it's a children's show. It's a it's based off a children's show. Yes, but we've seen so many other movies yeah. that were made for children that weren't this predictable. Yeah, agreed modern movies that weren't this predictable right and i don't mean disney pixar even though they have made this mistake also right yeah it's just if if they would have taken more of like be like obviously it's a it's a story about lloyd and the conflict with his father and it's like okay you can just be like okay we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this and lloyd is just annoying the entire time i understand he is a upset teenager that no one likes him mm-hmm. and it's just like oh my gosh can we stop running this point into the ground do something else create a different plot point or something like that yeah. make it make it where maybe gar uh garmadon garmadon thank you garmadon is but like maybe he's being like manipulated by somebody else and that kind of if, if mm-hmm. they would have done something a little different in this story, it would have probably been a lot better because I literally, I paused the movie at one point. And I'm like, it's, this is just a bland story. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's great that you get this forgiveness story and everything's happily ever after, but it's just like, oh, it's just predictable. It's such a predictable and bland story. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. What's your number three? The ultimate ultimate weapon is is useless. It is. Because here's the thing. They go on the search for this thing. 
literally 45 minutes into the movie is when yes. the search starts. Yes, 45 minutes. We're told they we 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 are we're told about their elements, you know, mm-hmm. fire, water, ice, wind. No, wind is not used. Should have been, but it's not. Yeah. Fire, water, ice, lightning, and earth. Yeah. Um, and then Lloyd's is green. Yeah. Granite. I like the joke. Yeah. The joke is funny because half how many times when we see something like a like a skittle, we say, "Oh, what color? What, what flavor is that?" I don't know. Green. Yeah. I don't know where it's supposed to be because they all taste the same because they're all actually the same flavor. <laughs> Spoiler alert on Skittles. <laughs> I think some people might fight you on that, but man, my understanding is most most of the the plain Skittles. Yeah, I won't go into the other flavor varieties, tropical but, but, whatever. Yeah, but most of those they are actually the same flavor, and the only reason they taste different is because they look different because mm. of psychology. But beside the point, right? When we actually do get to you know where the elements are being stored. Yeah. The physical objects. Granted, that looked cool. You had yeah, the element that looked like fire. The fact that the water one is the same as the fire, but blue. Yeah. I thought that was interesting in, in the lightning thing. No, all, all parts. And then the, the green element mm-hmm. was a leaf. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, nature. Is that what his power? That's what I kept is? thinking. And it kind of is, but his part is literally what connects the other parts. So he's the stand. Pretty much. That's almost degrading. <laughs> I can I can understand if it's the the be like like I, green I being explain. life and it's able right. to generate everything. And it's able to, the, to glue these elements, bring these elements together. Yeah. And that's kind of what they went with. Yeah. But here's the other thing. That is not how the elements are used at the end of this film. No, they're not. I don't even mean you know, granted. You do the thing where it's like you have the ability to create the elements inside you. You don't actually need the physical objects. That's great. I've yeah, seen that before. That is, it yeah. works. If they'd have just stuck with that, that yeah. would have been great. Here's the thing. What actually defeats Garmadon? His uh, A, Maothra. Yeah, Maothra. <laughs> yeah. But the conversation he has with the sun. Conversation he has with the sun, which means you didn't need the elements. Yeah, pretty much. Because you could have done the same stinking thing without going on this journey. Like I said, yeah, the entire base concept of the second half of this film is time filler. Pretty you much. could have done anything to get the two to talk to each other and to realize, uh, and to, to have this yeah. relationship grow. You, you could have come up, like I said, you, they could have gone on a journey to maybe go get the elements and they end up not needing to go get the elements because they're able to make up before they actually get to where the elements are being stored. Right. That would have been just as good a story. Agreed. But no, they go so far to get you to the physical elements. And granted, I do love how they showed them off. Yeah. Now, granted, obviously, it was supposed to be taking advantage of the 3D. Yeah. If you bother to see this in a 3D movie, which I haven't done in years. Right. But uh, I did, even, even without that, it was kind of a cool effect that these elements are so powerful they break the screen they're able to exist in in the 
out they were out otherworldly that's kind of how i rationalize it yeah it's still look this is one of the few times when this effect happens yeah it still looked cool yeah and that's kind of the thing with a power rangers type story it still has to be look and feel cool yeah this movie kind of breaks that rule a couple times yeah agreed. but the fact that they go and they get these elements and the elements are not worth it yeah they're not even necessary it's like oh you have the power within you it's like what did you train yeah with the power within it's like okay yeah the journey was how you gained the ability to use that right. power and you and at that point the the physical objects themselves were just going to be used as a crutch right and it's very obvious the elements themselves did nothing because even when garmadon used them right yeah. he just threw it at the cat yeah they didn't do anything yeah pretty because much. the only people who could make them do anything were the people who didn't need them in the first place right <laughs> which meant they are literally hunks of plastic yeah pretty much <laughs> which is funny in a way and it makes sense but at the same time it's like why yeah here's the thing i nearly i've said in the past with lego movies nearly every stupid decision could be rationalized away by this is a happening in a kid's imagination right i can't believe that here yeah because it was absolutely not needed fair it was a journey that they went on sure but that you could the you could have done the same type of story without having to make the elements worthless mm -hmm. you could still keep them mystical and out of reach because they found what they needed before they got there right that would have been just as interesting i think right you did not actually need to physically have the elements there in order to make this movie work right and the fact that they go on this journey and the elements are nothing yeah annoys me make it where you don't need them sure yeah. i'll accept that but they're just literally nothing i mean Granted, this is the same thing Kung Fu Panda does with the Dragon Scroll. True, but there it worked better because yeah. it was the you weren't told what the Dragon Scroll was supposed to be. Yeah, you weren't shown what it was. You didn't do this cool effect where the Dragon Scroll floated in the air and power emanated from the scroll mm -hmm. like the elements did, except yeah. for green, which was yeah. the only one they actually used technically. Yeah. But that also means Lloyd got shafted again. He doesn't right. have a power. He didn't, really doesn't have power. He really doesn't have a power. He's just the he's the team leader. That's it. Yeah. It's he, like he I, binds the power the team, and team I together. Get that's a power in and of itself, but that's like saying, "Uh, you're the cheerleader." Pretty much. It's like that's great. No, I know that it's needed, but I'm still the person on the sidelines, not getting to actually do the thing. All I have is a giant green dragon mech that can keeps regenerating somehow yeah lloyd got shafted again yeah i would i would agree with you on that oh my gosh anyway that's my third <laughs> dislike all right so my third dislike is the the these are untrained in air quotes ninjas so let me explain let me explain i know i i, I kind of this being quote-unquote power ranger ninjas i kind of don't need to worry i don't think of them as necessarily needing to be actually secretive yeah because they only are quote unquote in their ninja forms when they're actually needing to fight somebody right which is kind of how ninjas work anyways because let's right. face it in real life the ninjas didn't go around dressed in black pajamas yeah or gi or whatever that thing is right called. they were dressed like normal human beings much like these characters are for most of this film right 
Well, I mean, like, there's, oh my gosh. So the, the, they're, we are being told, oh, they're ninjas. Oh, they fl- they fly in mechs. It's like, okay, that's interesting. It's kind of, it's the secret, sell- the secret ninja team. They're not really secret if you know they exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, like, like one, be like, even throughout the movie, the, the sensei voiced by Jackie Chan is the only one of the entire team who does anything, you Ninja-esque. know, ninja esque, be like fight somebody. Mm-hmm. The, all these characters do be like, they, they get into a skirmish. They wind up getting their butts kicked. They, 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 they be like, it's, Oh, you have to find these mystical powers that's within you. And it's just like, like, Oh my gosh. It's like, if, if you're going to play the ninja part, at least have these characters act like ninjas. Do ninja e things. Yeah, ninja- they didn't do ninja e things. Yeah, any of them. Like stealth or anything. Do, like do I, the I, little. Uh, the, and admittedly, you can't really do the ninja hand signs because right. you've got claws. Which, right, which is a great joke. That also. is a good joke. But here's the thing: this is the generation who watched this. Do you know what anime they grew up on? Naruto. Yes, Naruto. Yeah, they know what the pop culture ninja at its best looks like yeah if you are not in some ways uh mimicking naruto and how you do a ninja thing mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong yeah you, I mean, you like, don't get any te- trans teleportation uh, short range teleportation you don't get any camouflage you yeah. don't get people turning into random wooden dolls mm-hmm. when they get attacked you get none of that yeah there, there's there's Bear in mind power rangers uh, ninja uh what's the, the newer one ninja force ninja uh, the one that was after megaforce uh based on nin ninja <laughs> i said i know the sentai i don't know yeah. the actual name of the the one that had the uh, the cowboy with the cheeseburger morpher <laughs> okay <laughs> cheeseburger morpher <laughs> i don't even know if they use that in the american version but anyway they you've had a more a more recent power rangers ninja show that came out fairly Sometime around this, yeah, it been after. Yeah, it was. I think after. it was after. It was after. But at the same time, it did ninjas better. Yeah, granted, it was taking the Sentai footage that, and the right, Jap- of course, the Japanese are going to do it right. better. But they didn't even try to mimic ninjas. They were ninjas because they were wearing black ninja suits. Yeah, that's it. It's the only reason they were called ninjas. Yeah, because be like your ninjas. Night, if you're not even doing uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles, what are you doing? Yeah, at least do that. Yeah, but you're some, not even doing that. Yeah, the, like there's there's points throughout the film where uh, the sensei is like, "Oh, be like, oh, you're you're training, be like, but you've never trained them really. You've trained them to be mech, fi- mech, mech fighters. fighters, yes, and they wear ninja suits. That's it. Well, granted, you're fighting Garmadon, who, as far as we can see in this in this continuity, he only fights with his own mechs. Yeah. So, I mean, why would they need to fight in hand-to-hand combat? Because they don't do what Power Rangers always does. Right. They don't jump straight to the Zord fight. They always fight the monster on the ground first. Yeah, and then... And defeat him there before Magic Wand makes their monster grow. Exactly. And then they fight him in the giant robot. (laughs) Yeah. That's the formula. Follow the formula. It's right there. If you're not, if you're going to make Power Ranger ninjas, you should be doing, you should be doing a lean into Power Rangers, two lean into ninjas, ideally three, lean into the three Power Rangers seasons that were based on ninjas, and Naruto, and Naruto. 
Good night. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season three did ninjas better. That is so. And they were brightly colored. <laughs> and they give up the ninja thing and the second transformation, they go back to the original suits. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. So to round, round anyway, anyway, so to round my, my last, my third, it's like, this is, they are not ninjas. They're, they're they are, ninjas. they, they are, me, they're mech fighters who don't know how to ninja. The, the only reason they're called ninjas is because they run around in gi that they throw on when they're in the mechs and they know nothing how to fight. It's like, oh, we need to use our powers. Be like, just call them, you know, you know, mystic warriors or something like that. Mystic not ninja. War- mystic warriors would have worked better. Yeah. They're not ninjas. Not Grant. Like we said earlier, the only reason they're ninjas is because in the show they were ninjas. ninjas. Yeah. Now, granted, I've not watched the show. I don't know how ninja-esque they were there. Yeah. But I assume they were following the Power Rangers motif because of how obvious Power Ranger knockoff it is. Right. Anyway. <laughs> ninja kicked the darn rabbit. <laughs> it is what it is. Agreed. So that is my What thing. are you rating this film? I'm giving it a five. <laughs> Oh, I just be like, I was so frustrated with this film at so many other points. I'm like, really? You're doing this. I understand you are a kid's movie, but at least push and, you know, prod with your audience, make them think, make them like, oh my gosh, this is a really good film. Your characters are not ninjas. They are, they are, uh, uh, they're mystic warriors. That's all they do. They mm-hmm. fly in mechs or, you know, zords or whatever. And it's like, ah, like your, your villain isn't much of a villain. Like, and I didn't bring that up either. Like, yeah, he's supposed to be the, the dad and be like, he's not really the villain. And it's just like, seriously, you keep, they, they took what they did in the Lego movie and put it here, which doesn't really work. And uh, so, yeah, I'm giving it a five. Well, I'm giving it a 5.5, and that is with the standard uh, buffer that I normally give a Lego movie, since, like I've stated before, most of your logical issues can be rationalized away with it being a kid's imagination. Right. Here's the problem. There was no kid's imagination that was brought into this. No. Because all of this is a story being told by Jackie Chan. Yeah. To this kid who is then imagining it in Lego form. Yeah. Which then makes no sense when you got a stupid live action cat that shows up. True. I'm the one calling the live the cat stupid. I want you to recognize <laughs> what that means. True. That is so true. I am the cat person in this group. True. Wow. Five point five. And honestly, I should probably should be giving it a five. I'm being nice because there is at least some imagination, I, I agree. child's imagination things I can kind of forgive it with. Yeah, and honestly, to some degree, I feel the the non Lego pieces were brought in because they wanted to make it more like the Lego movie, which they didn't necessarily need to do. True, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, which brings us to the end of this review. I need to tell you first before we move on what movie we're reviewing next, Mm -hmm. and that is Trolls. Trolls. Ugh, (laughs) I've seen this one. I have too. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I thought Smurfs was bad. But ugh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Animated series. 
Yeah, T-A-S. And the masters of the universe. Okay, before we get going, I do want to men- I do want to jump kind of backwards a little bit. Okay. Because uh we have not mentioned on the show, okay, lie on, on the stuff that's going to be on the live that we are doing bad movie month. We are. Which the reason that came to mind was because I was a, I realized during the, during the middle of the the TAS intro, I, said, I should have said, you know, bad movie months not till September. Yeah, <laughs> but yet we haven't even talked about it. We are doing bad movie month. If you want to vote on the order yes. mm-hmm. of movies we're doing for bad movie month, yeah, check out our Facebook page. Yeah, to tell us which one you want us to be tortured with first. Yes, and we'll do them in the order of votes yes uh so yeah go check that out now that i have delayed you even farther and getting into what you have been looking forward to most of the show enlighten us oh gosh okay so kind of a a quick recap of season two of rapunzel's signal adventure yes uh so we have rapunzel leaves corona to go on an adventure to discover where the black rocks are going mm-hmm. we go on uh these these random adventures to where the rocks are leading we go on to uh we be mysterious characters we learn uh more and more about the black rocks what they do and uh we meet mysterious characters who are leading these certain ways and we get including into, a monkey including a monkey and that character is uh more important than i expect yes <laughs> so we 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 get more uh, more understanding of Rapunzel's powers or these new powers she has. Uh, we le- get more revelations of what's going on. And and then into our, our season finale of season two, we realize that as the, as the, as the credits, ro- as the credits are rolling is be like, you shouldn't be like, watch for who you trust. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Cassandra becomes the villain. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> I will talk about that here in a minute because I have thought of some things. Okay. But first. Yeah, yeah you were right. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, was I ever right? I, you called were right. It, I called it back on our uh, uh, movie review of Before Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> However, Rapunzel's Return is the name of the two episodes yes. we're reviewing today. Parts one and two, of course. It was directed by Tom Caulfield and Shane Zalvin. And despite the fact that the last episode was written by six people, this one is only written by one, Ricky Roxburgh. <laughs> uh, getting into the summary for this, 
After learning the reason behind Cassandra's betrayal, Rapunzel returns to Corona, only to find it's taken over by one of her most dangerous enemies. Debatable. <laughs> well, kind of. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, because we are starting season three, I am actually going to go over the entire cast list. Okay. Because I don't know who is a normal character anymore right now and who is not a returning character. Hold on. Let me see that. Let me see that. Before you wind up spoiling yourself. No, I have already double checked. Okay. There was nothing in here that was bad. I uh, even okay. checked the trivia. I gotcha. I checked. I was very careful about reading trivia. It's like, okay, it doesn't do anything. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Getting into the cast. Okay. Mandy Moore as Rapunzel. Zachary Levi as Eugene Fitzherbert and Flynn Rider. Eden Espinosa as Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Gothel. <laughs> <laughs> James Monroe Eigelhart as Lance Strongbow. Paul F. Tompkins as Shorty. Clancy Brown as King Frederick. Julie Bowen as Queen Ariana. Jeremy Jordan as Varian. Bruce Campbell as King Edmund. Kelly Hugh as Adira. Adewale Akinoye Akbaje. My apologies for mispronouncing anything I just did. Played as Xavier. Uh, Jonathan Banks played Kieran. MC Ganey, Captain of the Guard. Donna Murphy, Mother Gothel. Jennifer Veal as Enchanted Girl. Hudson DeAndrea as Little Cassandra. Dean Winters as Andrew. Betsy Sedero as Clementine. Carrie Payton as Kai. Richard Kind as Monty and Steve Blum as Attila, along with Dee Bradley Baker, Anisha Brewster, and Gideon Emery playing additional voices. Did you say Steve Bloom? Steve Bloom is Attila the Hunt, the bun. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know that until I was making this, because we didn't used to do cast lists. No, we didn't. this show. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad we do now. Right. Trivia for this. This is the second time that the closing theme, More of Me, is featured in an hour-long special. The first being Beyond the Corona Walls and uh, Before Ever After. Mm -hmm. Except those few times when, when they split these two-part episodes into one parts and they put that song at the end of part one. <laughs> See Rapunzel and the Great Tree. Right. Wither and decay in this destiny. Now I got my eyes open in my... <laughs> that was so jarring. Just a little bit of a jar there. Uh <laughs> Despite Varian returning in the premiere, Rudiger is nowhere to be seen in this episode. Poor Rudiger. Poor Rudiger. <laughs> he does show up later. Good. Uh, at the end of this episode, floating lanterns are shown in the sky, indicating that this episode takes place exactly one year after Secret of the Sundrop on Rapunzel's 20th birthday. Mm -hmm. This also indicates that Princess Rapunzel was away from Corona for a full year and is now 20, making Cassandra 24. Yes. So here's the thing. Okay. You realize that they have, in some ways, aped a little bit of Cinderella. Okay. You've got a stepmother mm -hmm. and a stepsister who are villains. Okay. And a princess who is not a princess at the beginning of Tangled. She's a princess. By birth. By birth. She but doesn't she's know it. living a peasant's life. Right. 
So by the she goes from being, from her point of view, a peasant to a uh, princess by the end of the movie. Right. And that's kind of the backstory total now that we understand yeah. Yeah. of what Mother Gothel was doing at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. She literally, because all we see is her at the sun drop, a sunflower. Yeah. Not the sunflower. That's not the name of that flower. No, the sun drop. <laughs> the sun drop flower and stealing Rapunzel. Yeah. That's literally all we saw of her, what she was doing. We yes. didn't see her having a house, yeah. having a daughter. Is she having a daughter? She having a daughter and then giving her up so that she could go hide Rapunzel in what I'm assuming was her old work tower because she obviously wasn't going to work on that stuff with little Cassandra uh, asking her to wind up a music box all day long. Right, right. So that means Mother Gothel, as we are we're well aware, mm. is a bad mother. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and she was leaving little Cassandra at home all day, much like she did with uh-huh. Rapunzel to go do her own thing. So, yeah, if this is not making Mother Gothel even more of a villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because she's not even taking care of her. It's It would be one thing. I, I don't like it, obviously. Yeah. It'd be one thing if she was leaving Rapunzel, who was not her flesh and blood child, which we knew watching yeah. that movie, yeah. that she wasn't. It's one thing for her to leave her by herself. Yeah. Another thing for her to leave her own daughter yeah, her by herself. Daughter. Yeah. Biological daughter. I still wonder who the father is. If that's explained, don't tell me anything. Okay, got it. But... <laughs> The there fa- are fan theories, I I'll say do, that. I have an idea also, but it's almost a little creepy. Yeah, either or. I'm going with Matthews. Hi. That's not his actual name, obviously. Yeah, I know that. That's weird. Okay. I can, make, maybe fair, make it, I can maybe make it work. Fair but enough. Beside the point. Right. I like how the way this starts off after, you know, last time on Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. Right. It goes straight into... The scene we were wondering what happened. Oh, yeah. Back at the House of Tomorrow's mm-hmm. Futures. Yeah. Four episodes before this. Uh-huh. When we saw her go into that room and we didn't know what happened while she was there. Yeah. We but finally we, figured it out. We finally found out. And oh, my gosh. I love oh, this scene. Yes. And then it goes to her. It's like, and what's great is you can tell as much throughout this whole part. Yeah. She's not fully evil. No. She has a reason, a thought behind it. It's very logically worked out. Mm -hmm. She's just wanting to finally get what she thinks she deserves. Yeah. She's not been corrupted by the Moonstone yet. No. Keyword. Yes. I suspect there is some corruption that can occur. Yes. But we'll get there when we get there. Exactly. So I like how we get all that. And then the episode drops off for me. But. Go ahead and give some of your thoughts. It does. So this episode, I, I absolutely love the first 11, 12 minutes of this episode. Yes. So we, we get Cassandra's full like reasoning behind that. We get the whole, obviously we kind of knew that be like her mother was Gothel. Obviously. She looks like mother Gothel's child from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And she kind of acts like Gothel in some I ways. Mean, heck, when you showed me the, uh, uh, the tree from Rapunzel and the great tree, that yeah. clip, two years ago yeah no, four years ago yeah probably i bet you i don't know what episode show to i bet it was after we actually did tangled yeah it was, that, that. it was after i can see that was after that but i mean yeah. around that time yeah i saw cassandra didn't know her who what her name was but said, oh look it's mother gothel's kid 
I knew it from the moment I saw her. Yeah. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> but go, going into that scene, it's like, so we, we have the end of season two where obviously uh, Cassandra betrays Rapunzel and takes the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the moon opal. opal. Yeah. The opal. It's an and, opal technically. Yeah. It's an opal. Um, so we, we get this scene where she go like almost a flashback. Like, go, we see this little ghost girl. We don't know who she is yet. Yeah, I'm curious on that. I suspect Zantiri. We'll more on that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll yeah, get so there. You when probably we know who it is. I know who don't it is. Don't tell me. I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. It's Paint Woman, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely Paint Woman. <laughs> Whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah, Paint Woman. Uh, but no, be like we get in this scene where it's like, oh, we get the, the backstory of this suppressed memory of Cassandra's. And uh, the 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 point that broke me the first time watching this was when uh, Cassandra is walking around, and gets a revelation. Oh, it's Gothel! It's like when her younger self starts seeing a version of Waiting in the Wings. Which, when I first first hearing that, I thought, because you, know, you assume new new ep, new season, mm-hmm. new songs. If you yeah. can have songs, and they just goes into Waiting in the Wings. I'm going, oh yeah, because oh. you're sitting there going. Think I recognize this because they're not playing the music. She's singing. Acapella. She's singing. Yeah, and it's like this sounds like I, I like I know this melody line. Where do I know this melody? Uh-huh. Line? And then you get to the chorus, and it's not till then you start hearing music pop up behind and go, "Oh, it's waiting in the wings." You, you, that's what your entire life has been. Yeah, and it, and it hit me at that point. Uh huh. It's like you have been forced. To be the side character. Oh yeah! Since you were born, you were not important to your mother. Yeah. You were important, I assume, to the captain of the guard, who, by the way, is missing for most of this because he's still out looking for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to run into his adopted daughter at some point. But at that point, you know, he's got to. She had to at least have a fairly decent life being his daughter. Oh yeah, for a yeah. while. And then she gets put on princess duty. Yeah, it's referred to at the beginning of the series. Yeah. And she is good friend. They are good friends with each other. Yeah. But she is still her handmaiden. Yeah. Her bodyguard. She's that all the way through season two. And then in season two, she's slow. I didn't realize this when we were watching it. Yeah. She does slowly become more and more secondary. Yeah. She does. What's going on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. To the point where she does come up. She feels like the character you've got to say, just lighten up, Cassandra. It's not as bad as you think it is. You're being persnickety. Then you get to Rapunzel in the Great Tree, where it's like she actually has a very good point. Yeah. And she's ignored. Uh-huh. And she's and it's not Rapunzel who pays the price. Yeah. It's Cassandra. Sure. Yeah. To the point where at that point, like I said, she literally put her armor on not only physically, mm-hmm. but emotionally. Yes. And she wears that all the way until she picks she grabs the moonstone. Yeah. And then she is, I assume, healed of the injury she got. I have no idea. It kind of looked like in that yeah. transformation scene. Yeah. But she gets essentially her own armor. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, just it's it, it's her own. It it makes her the uh a, truly Rapunzel's sister, I think. Because even though they're not blood related at all, yeah, they both had him. They both had a mother, mm-hmm. the same mother, and that was, and they were both mistreated by that mother. But Rapunzel oh, yeah. came out on top, and now they have both received essentially the only thing they could receive, the only inheritance 
they could have received from their mother, Rapunzel with the sun drop, even though she had that before. Right. And Cassandra with the moon opal. Yeah. Now, I will say that uh, Eugene's dad, King Edmund, I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of useless in his three lines. <laughs> and in reality, so is Adira. It's like, y'all want to go help? I know you're probably off looking for Cassandra. That's my guess. I don't know what you two people are doing. Mm. Because, I mean, you do still technically have your oath to fulfill Mm -hmm. of uh, protecting the world from the moon opal. I'm assuming that's going to pop back up. Yep. (laughs) For those of you on the audio, uh, Jacob just did that motion where he was zipping his lips. Mm Mm-hmm. You do realize when you do stuff like that, it tells me things. It does tell you stuff. Yes, but it does. It's not about the. Uh, it's not about what I know. It's about how we get there. Exactly. And if I don't know stuff, it makes it even better. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is a good episode. Yes. Oh, like, I completely well, agree. The, the first fifteen minutes of this yes, is a good episode. It's a good episode. The last forty-five. Oh gosh. The 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 I. I it falls the minute they get back to Kr- now. Granted, that whole thing where the mime uh, shows up—I can't think of his name. Oh yeah, yeah. And Shorty can translate. Like, yeah, it's like it's it's so it's, convenient. It's convenient it's, and it works. And you know what? I'll take this as plot convenience. Is yeah, we need to get back to Corona, Corona fairly quickly, and we don't have time to rebuild the camper back to Corona Department of Transportation uh, <laughs> things like we did on the island. Thanks, Max. Yeah. Uh, well, quickly before we do that, jumping back to uh, the flashback with Mother Gothel. Yeah, the horse she's on. Yeah, is that the horse from Max's enemy? No, it's the a different horse. It's a different horse. Yeah, it looked the same. Yeah, it's, for a it's, hot it's, minute. It's more it'd be like that horse. I can't is remember more, that horse's name. But uh, I don't remember it either. It's only been in two episodes. Yeah, this horse is more. It's it's a lot darker. It's like gray and black instead of missed white. opportunity then. Yeah. I would agree with you it on that. It should have been that because that would have been like, okay, we explained that character. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Um, Obviously evil. He worked for Mother Gothel. Yeah. I was wondering. Painted I w- by Zentiri. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Technically, we don't know <laughs> that yet. No, we it's don't. Just strongly hinted at in that one episode when <laughs> the three uh Disciples. disciples betrayed him and they happens to be that we that they, they one all of the characters <laughs> looks like mother Gothel. one of the characters looks like matthews He's, and yeah. one of the characters <laughs> looks like paint lady <laughs> hey i love that that's who she is now it doesn't matter if i ever find out her actual name she's paint lady <laughs> and they happen to all be voiced by the same people who's voiced them before it's like Hmm. We don't know that yet. Yeah. We oh do. gosh. Anyone so, with half a brain would know that by now. True. But beside the point. Yes. <laughs> the last forty-five minutes of this is like, okay, you needed something to fill out the story, and you didn't really have it with Cassandra, but Cassandra's revelation of Cassandra's betrayal. So yeah, you are stuck with what I call well, I'll call the end game effect. Okay. Because you remember, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. The first 30 minutes of that is an expansion of what Infinity War was doing. It's actually the tail end of what should have been, or should have been the tail end of Infinity War. Yeah. And then it's a whole other movie after that. Yeah, agreed. That's what this is. The first 15 minutes are the tail end of 
uh, the end of season two. Collide decisions collide or whatever it's called. Yes. Destiny's collide. Destiny's collide. And the rest of those forty five minutes is the actual season introduction, and it's poor. I w- I would agree with you. It's not horribly bad, but a I had to look up who Andrew was and who any of them were. Oh because yeah, because they were saying all this stuff, and I was going, "Who are you, people?" <laughs> I recognize Varian because you do. Yeah, and he does at least have a decent redemption in yes. this. Agreed. And it's one I kind of saw coming, and it works in this instance because it has been nearly a year. Yeah. Since or well, I'll be nice, half a year because I'm assuming the. No, it has to be a year. Since it's a year. Left. So she must have been 18 at, the, at before ever after. Yeah. Or 19. She's 20 now. Yeah. So 19, 19 at the beginning of season two and 20 yeah. now, which means she was 17 in Rapunzel entangled or so, so she was going to be 18. She was, tur- she was turning 18 when she was turning 18 there. Yeah. 1920 before ever after did not have the birthday thing it wasn't no, until the yeah. end of the season okay yeah, there we go. i'll go with that i will go yeah. with that i was you know sometimes it's hard to get this these timelines straight yeah. in your mind um okay so so it's been a year since she's seen Varian. it makes sense that varian would have changed thoughts by now yeah got mixed up in the wrong crowd and sometime in the last i'm assuming three months that this pro that varian and the people and Cassandra's ex took over because <laughs> I had to look up who this guy was. Right. I did not remember this guy. And obviously no, and, and they knew no one would remember this guy because they make jokes about who it is. It's like, okay, I know who you are, but I don't know who you, you are. are. Could you tell me who you are? <laughs> right. It's like, oh yeah. You're the guy with the man bun. I'm still going man. bun. <laughs> I don't remember man bun, dude. And I finally had to pause the episode. Thankfully, before they finally tell you kind of what it is. And go look up where this where these people were from. And go, oh, it's Cassandra's ex. I hit play. By the way, I'm glad I'm fighting you and not Cassie. Where is she anyway? It's like, yeah, that's a sensitive topic right now. It's yeah, like, that's the last we're going to hear of this, isn't it? Until except for one little two one mention at the beginning of episode two, but the second the second half, yeah. and then the ending of the of of the second half. It's like that's all we're going to get, isn't it? Yep. It's like this is two stories crammed into one is what this is don't get me wrong i actually do kind of enjoy this it's just yeah. the first 15 minutes are amazing the last 45 minutes are bleh. Eh, it, yeah I, it's I, okay I, it would have been fine as a story by itself if the other 15 minutes weren't at the beginning of the film i would agree it, or the, it, of the, the the first 15 the, minutes kind of overshadow it overshadows it. it but the rest of it's like yeah, you do get this cool thing. And heck, you finally get, we actually get to see airships in this. That was cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the whole thing with the, uh, they're going to blow up Corona with his memory spell, that thing that's not really set up right yet. Right. That was cool. The whole effect where she, the whole, the whole part where she's, where he's saying, uh, you know, this is my mess. I'm the one who needs to fix it. And she says, no, you don't have hair that will, uh, that magical hair that will protect you. you. And she leaves them on the rooftop, pushes them off there. And she's the one who gets to go be the badass. Pardon my language. <laughs> right. It's like, I love that part. And I like how the, I like how even at the end of that, you know, Lance is like, you know, they see the explosion and let's like, Rapunzel, no. And, and um, Eugene, Eugene's just sitting there going, Oh, she's fine. Yeah. Give it a couple minutes. And you're sitting there waiting. Finally, you see the little yellow dot fall out of the green cloud. And he goes, see what I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
you do people do know what's going on <laughs> the writing on this even though this is not the, the second half the second 45 minutes of this yeah is not the best episode it's still fairly very well written right they Agreed. do know what show they are making and they are playing right into it because that is i would say the advantage of rapunzel's tangled adventure even it's what i would consider it's bad episodes yeah they're very well written and very fun and i don't regret watching them yeah i can anyway, agree. i have <laughs> completely <laughs> t- stolen the spotlight on this discussion this is your choice you get to talk not like we're doing Star Trek Lower Decks, right? That get is true. Bonkers. <laughs> that is true. That's going to be interesting. When, when we, we do get around to that. Yeah. So, we're going to have two or three. We're going to have two seasons by the time we get to it. True. So, yeah. So, be like, I always be like, when we kind of going back to the first 15 minutes, we have Cassandra and her younger self making this duet Which I of. I think is the same actress from You're Kidding Me. That yes, played young Cassandra. I think it is. I think it is. Um, so we have that. That that literally, I, the first time I watched it, I literally, I, I I got choked up. It was like, wow, this is really good. And then you get the point where uh, Cass is be like, she's running off, and then Rapunzel kind of confronts her. It's like, hey, just wait. Just wait. Be like, hey, we can fix this. But the whole song of crossing the line, it's like, it's like that was very well done. Mm-hmm. Extremely well done. Uh, I would agree with you when when uh, we get done with crossing the line, it becomes a different story. Yeah. And it becomes because you get this such a enormous, um, grandiose beginning that and then you jump right into another story that it's just it'd be like it looks it, it like it feels rushed mm-hmm. and like it could have been a three-parter where they have to get back to corona and the fact that they get cor- back to corona within a matter of like a minute and i'm gonna call bull crap on that map yeah that they showed because they showed that being a straight line and granite they show all the little spots they stopped at including yeah. the sea that they crossed at that one point mm-hmm. i'm still calling bull crap on that yeah because that's not how that could have happened. Because there were two episodes where they nearly went all the way back to Corona in three in a day. I'm calling bullcrap. Season two's geography is whack. <laughs> Agreed, it is. And be like the the fact that it takes them you know no time at all. They've been gone cor- from Corona a year, and it takes like just like that. I'm just gonna say they should have took the uh, the balloon on the way there because they would have got there a lot faster and not that is, they didn't even have to go back through the forest of no return it was a plot convenience flew all the way. over it yeah it's literally a plot convenience why didn't you fly there in the first place you could have followed the rocks from the sky <laughs> that would be a journey then true we wouldn't have had the camper that's true which they called the camper at one point yeah it was that is not just my stupid joke no it's a they camper. called it the camper <laughs> And the camper is no more. Yeah. <laughs> the camper was overpowered by the end of yeah. it. So oh, they could split into two. <laughs> it couldn't do that in the first episode. That room was bigger. Yeah. And somehow the they room modified was, it. Somehow that room was still in there, despite the fact there was another room next to it. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. I agree with you. The, the, the plot convenience of, Oh, here comes the mime. Oh, we can have a translator. Oh, oh this Shorty is- can translate. Why can Shorty? Because he 
finally we actually have a use for shorty on this journey yeah for once <laughs> for once the besides only other, being a comedy the relief only other job he only other thing he did for us was he was the one who could produce the eggs that turned him back from birds into humans that is true. that's the only two times he was needed on this journey <laughs> outside of comedy relief paul f tompkins got a really nice check for this that's all i'm saying because he didn't have to do jack squat (laughs) his character didn't at least uh well he did have to do a little bit more when he had to play evil shorty that is true that is true that is a phrase that was so good though that was so good though uh, in the 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 house of mirrors, the the, the the mirror, the, the house of yesterday's Jay's tomorrow tomorrow's mirror episode, the yeah, mirror episode was good. <laughs> yes, I think that was that was also we did uh, turning red in that one. That was turning red. Yeah, was turning red. Yes, so, it was. Do you not remember the album art? You made yes, I that? did. That's the whole reason I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, I I I do enjoy the where because uh, Rapunzel kind of be like does her thing she's like oh this really didn't bother me the whole bit and she plays that up very well yeah I, I i enjoy that where it's not be like oh let's just go on to another adventure they actually do tackle the, the they, issue. they do deal with the fact that yeah we are having to deal with this next crisis immediately after this other one that we mm-hmm. really still need time to work through but we yeah. don't have time to work through it right now that is true they do do that part it's just the fact that we the part I don't like is how fast we got back. Yeah, I agree. I completely back, agree with you. Now, granted, I was expecting a little bit of a time jump on the way back, but this is a really fast because they got back within a day. Yeah, nearly. They even they could have they could have they didn't even stop and wave at, at a, what's her face at the spire. Yeah, spire. Spire. <laughs> there was one point where someone uh, corrected uh, or. Uh, Varian corrected Rapunzel on the pronunciation of the Curin or the whatever. The oh yeah, the was. Cur- yes. And I'm sitting there going, "You don't want to go down that road, road Bell. She will kill you." <laughs> she already had to fight a girl over trying to pronounce a word that they were saying the word the same way, but mm-hmm. somehow it was different. But anyway, okay. I'm sorry. I keep getting off on tangents. No, that's fine. Be like that. That makes a, a, a good entertaining show. Yes. So here, here's a point. We we'll get to the very end. Uh, uh, variant's been redeemed, and uh, Rapunzel's going to use her uh, uh, the uh, what's that uh, enchantment? Yeah. Oh, you, the uh, uh, the <laughs> wither and decay. Yeah. Um, the the decay. The, moon, the, the evil incantation i don't remember yeah what the called. dark in- the dark indication the indication so they're in decay and yes, destiny yeah. i'm still going this doesn't sound like it should be doing this but fine <laughs> we'll go with that yeah it's still awesome it's still awesome and she does still lose control mm-hmm. and it's like okay and i still don't know what snapped her out of it i have no idea what snapped her Are, out of that the, the other than varian saying he's sorry he yeah can't do anything yeah and that somehow snapped her out of it. It's like, okay. So here, here's a good point. Here's a good I'm point with them. That will be explained, hopefully, maybe. But I think it's just more that friendship had been rebonded, and so yeah, it was. I can go with that. Okay. The other th- weird thing, though, in that is that her hair didn't fully turn black. It kind of was like it, you, so, you said blonde. Well, it was more orangey streaks yeah. throughout it, which was right. weird. But anyway, so a good point that I uh. A gr- an observation I had, and I know a lot of fans have looked at this. So, 
we take when Rapunzel starts using the that incantation at the dark tree. When mm-hmm. uh, Cassandra goes to you know, like even remotely touch it, but like touch Rapunzel, her hand burns and it yes. withers. Marion didn't have that problem. No, be like he had work gloves on and it just melted the gloves. Melted the gloves. It's like yeah, and that's why you shouldn't have touched her barehanded, Cassandra. She was wearing gloves. Not good gloves, apparently. Yeah, apparently, like plastic, like work gloves do perfectly fine. Well, I mean, they were designed to hold up to alchemical. That use. is true, but it's just so like I just like Cassandra's like, was designed for you know archery and stuff. It was designed to hold up to more of a physical demand, not okay, a chemical I see, demand. I see that. While I uh, see that, and it's kind of, and I don't know if this. Is, has anything to do with it but obviously the magic around the decaying spell or whatever it's called obviously has more of a chemical reaction with things right. than a physical one so yeah it if he ha- I, th- I think if varian hadn't let go as soon as he did he actually would have been in the same amount of trouble yeah but i think the gloves protect him enough he could let go and that's why only the gloves that, that that's that's took that's, the damage. that's that is that is a good observation and i think it's just when variant kind of just comes clean with her it's like it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's the power of friendship kind of snaps her out of it. No, Which before, friendship like, is magic after all. That is true from other shows I've heard of. Yes. Um, but overall, be like, I, it's very well done. It's very well written. Uh, it's a little bit of a be like, hey, let's jump into our next adventure. Uh, I, I will say, I have no idea where the show is going. Okay. Because that's the thing. Season one, I kind of knew they were hanging out in town most of that season. Mm-hmm. And season two, I know they were going on a journey throughout that season. I have no idea what's about to happen. Okay. I don't know where they're going. I don't know where. They, I assume the troubles are going to come to them. Possibly. Because Cassandra's going to be heading back that way. Um, all this other, all these other things are going to happen. So, right. I mean, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Zantiri is going to raise his butt ugly head possibly Heck, mother gothel could come back for all we really know oh <laughs> we'll find out later i was i was waiting to see if you would react but you didn't so it's like <laughs> i don't know if i actually hit on a, on a surprise or not anyway mm. uh do you have anything else to add before not, we bro- shut down uh I, i'm just like yeah we're in season three now yeah we and, are in the tail cell stretch of this it's what 24 episodes 24 episodes and we're the way I think I've got it figured up. The we are going to end on the last episode of September. Mm-hmm. So y'all need to be thinking about what show y'all might want us to review next. Exactly. We have a couple things we're going to post a poll on the Facebook page, so keep an eye out for that. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. In the meantime, I think we need to go ahead and end this thing. Yeah. So uh, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin, to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. 
on YouTube at CellCast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The CellCast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. L-L-O-Y-D, his dad is bad and so is he, Boo Lloyd. Boo Lloyd. Oy vey. <laughs>